This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, a Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And on today's show, we are going to go through the schedule. It is the off season, so, you know, maybe not <laughs> not too exciting, but uh, we're going to try to make it fun. We're going to look at the schedule, uh, see some things we're excited to look at, uh, maybe some things we're not too excited to look at, but uh, we're going to kick it off first with, there is some news. There's some Panthers news. Yes, the Panthers signed guard Michael Schofield III from the Los Angeles Chargers. I almost said San Diego. I still do that. <laughs> uh, 29 years old, uh, 6'6", 301 pounds. He's going to be our starting left guard. Simple. Yeah, uh, I mean, it just solidifies who the starting lineup is. Uh, it's Schofield. I mean, he's a name. I've heard of him. He's uh, He's been in the league a little while, and... Uh, it definitely solidifies that that side spot. of the line for us. Yeah, it, it does make me a little worried though. Is their line was pretty bad last year. Now we have their offensive line coach and two of their starters. <laughs> right. I mean, Philip Rivers left because that line was so bad it made him look bad. Well, our line was pretty bad last year too. So even as bad as they were, they still might be an upgrade over what we had last year. <laughs> so. Uh, we'll see. I, I do like adding some veteran leadership here. I believe we got some free undrafted free agents. I mean, depth on the offensive line is just so important. It doesn't yeah, matter I mean, what your skill players can do. Right. Plus, we've, we've still got Dennis Daly in there. He's played multiple positions, you know, over the last year, so he can kind of learn from some of the more experienced guys. Um, you know, if he outplays them, then he starts, and we just have nice veteran backup. Yeah. So. Um, and Greg Little's there too, like you mentioned. So uh, I feel not great about the line, but I don't feel terrible about it either. Yeah. It's just kind of like another piece of the Panthers team that needs work. Yeah. With this signing, though, do you think they're going to do any more? Because si- we haven't really signed anybody else. I'm surprised we haven't gone after a veteran corner that can start. I mean, it doesn't just... have to be a stud, but. Yeah. I. I... I just feel like they're going to wait. I mean, obviously they're going to wait because they've been waiting, but I think they're going to wait till you know, cut downs uh, from training camps if they happen, Um, you know, all that stuff. There's going to be guys out there, and, you know, we addressed corner in the draft, a couple of guys, so they may want to see how they look out there, you know, practicing with their teammates and just identify whether that's still a massive need or not. They're going young. I mean, they're going super young. I saw an article the other day. I think if we don't have the youngest roster in the league, we're right there. Um, so they are not even considering going after these high-priced veteran free agents. Oh, I, I didn't expect them to go after some high-priced guys, but I thought some veteran leadership in the locker room to help some of the young guys. And I don't think we have many cornerbacks literally signed. I think we only have like five or so. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, think about last year. I mean, it, it took them a while just to bring Trey Boston in last year. You know, mm-hmm. that was towards the beginning of the season. So they, they have plenty of time. I'm not worried at all. There's plenty of time. Oh, I'm not that worried. I'm just. And they definitely can't do anything right now anyway, right? Oh, yeah. They're... Get on our Zoom chat. <laughs> right. All Here's right. How much, are, how much are you benching? Okay. Come on, get that rep. Get that rep. I, I would love to be a fly on that wall for just the, like the strength and conditioning coach, like Zoom call. Yeah. So did you do your four reps of this today? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. How many cookies did you have today, Okung? <laughs> At least we don't uh, have Calvin Benjamin on the team where, you know. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm eating right as like – Chick-fil-A trucks just backing up to his right. house. Chick-fil-A is probably better than what he was eating. Yeah, true. Oh, man. Yeah. Kevin Benjamin. He's come up in our conversations the last few days for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Out of um, quarantine, he weighs 330. Right. I swear, I could I, get down to 215. <laughs> I would like to know what he's doing. Just for my own curiosity, eating. I'd like to know what he's doing. <laughs> probably right now, eating. <laughs> He's about half a half a bucket of ice cream down. Um, there was a little bit of other news that came out uh, a couple of days ago. David Tepper, and this sort of made national news. I think he was on CNBC uh, having a an interview, and they asked him about fans at the games, you know, with the coronavirus and everything going on. And he said he thought that there would be some fans at games. You know, certainly not stadiums packed capacity. But he could see that, you know, a potential of, you know, half-field capacity, 25%, something like that. Um, and that's sort of made some, some national media, I think, probably still too soon, really, to know for sure. But it seems obvious that the NFL is at least considering having fans at the stadiums. I mean, if the NFL... Is smart, which they are. I mean, by this time, if you don't think the NFL is smart as a billion-dollar company, you're not with me. But I'm sure they have plans for everything, for no fans in there, minimal fans, or full fans. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like MLB and NBA, you know, they're all pretty certain that there will be no fans at whatever games resume or you know, happen this year that they're just going sans fan. So I just thought it was kind of interesting that Tepper sort of going the other way on that. Well, that's what he thinks. And the NFL season won't start for another three and a half months. Right. The NBA is supposed to be still playing right now. I mean, the major league baseball is supposed to be playing right now. So they're going to try to pump it out as soon as possible. Yeah. So as soon as they get to go ahead to play, they're going to start playing. And that's probably why they're thinking no fans. Well, the NFL, I'm assuming, has plan A, plan B, plan C, depending on where this pandemic is at, what's going on, what are the local you know, restrictions, because uh-huh. they're just starting to lift restrictions. What happens if it goes back up in amount of cases? Are they going to put the restrictions back on there? Yeah, and that's something else that I failed to mention was Tepper did, you know, he specifically mentioned local ordinances and laws and restrictions. So I you would think that probably California, right, by that by that time probably would still not allow gatherings of more than, yeah. you know, 
50 people or whatever. Just they're being very strict on that. So, um, yeah, yeah it, but, it could be interesting. But that's going to, if if there are fans allowed at some stadiums and not allowed at other stadiums, that's going to create a pretty big home field advantage for those mm-hmm. teams that do have fans. At least even half capacity or a third capacity. Uh, but supposedly Fox is going to pump in crowd noise if need be. Yeah. Well, well th- for the broadcast, right? Yeah. Not not down to the field from what I understand. But I, I think that's a good idea. I mean, it's going to make the broadcast seem more realistic and I, not I, weird. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I feel like it would be making a too fake. Like on sitcoms when they have the canned laughter. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I, I just don't like that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, will, but it's different. Will Bobby? Ha, 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 ha. It's different. I, I will tell you, like, go watch um, Atlanta Falcons games. <laughs> no, I was gonna <laughs> say, have you ever watched like a summer league NBA game no. where they're just like in a in a bubble almost, and they're just oh, I actually it's just have. a court. And there's no fans or anything. It's just weird. It's a different experience. It's just weird. See, I think what they need to do, this is my opinion. If they go with no fans, and this three and a half months out, Mm -hmm. hypothetically, instead of doing that, what they need to do is kind of have a section where the players are watching the game and start cheering and or like are talking, but they have a, a microphone. Obviously, you can't put a microphone too close to coaches and stuff say, like that. Gonna be... But there would have to be like a section of, hey, you know, this is where the microphone could pick up. Uh, try to get your players, you know, if they're not busy or, you know, the punters. No. Nah. Yeah, I don't think that's. See, I, mean, I think that would be fun. That's weird. But so you're going to have one random punter back there going, yeah. Well, no. And he's not, he's not going to be practicing his punting or practicing kicking. I mean, I mean not all. They're not, they they're not going to be looking over plays. They don't always. But like you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. No, I, I, I thought don't. I, I thought actually some don't. cheering from like the fans <laughs> or from the players and stuff like that. It'd be kind of an interesting little perspective. It's like I remember, in particular, when Russell Wilson was a rookie, mm-hmm. they had him mic'd up, and when he was a rookie in a preseason game, the players turned around like a great veteran turned around and was like, "Oh, the rookie's playing," and like. Him and a bunch of other, like, the starters ran out to the side of the field and was like, man, this kid is electric. And this was, like, mic'd up, so they weren't, like, hyping him up or anything. Mm -hmm. It was just, hey, we really like this guy. This guy is something else. And then he won the job kind of out of nowhere. I don't know. I mean, I think they they should do interesting things like that. Um, I don't have a problem with them pumping in some fan noise. I mean, it's, it's just a background, you know a dull background roar or something like that just to make it seem more normal. Now they're also talking about putting in fans in the seats, mm-hmm. you know, like computer generated fans in the seats. <laughs> I don't know if they need to go that far. Come on, Madden. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at what point Every do we just turn into a Madden with his hands raised up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've seen that fan 30 times already. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I, I Obviously, I think they'll test it out first to make sure it's not weird. I mean, I you know the the laugh track that you're talking about. I don't really think it would be that obvious or uh, weird, but yeah, it's gonna be funny. I mean, are they gonna pipe in booze when the refs make a bad call? Or I mean, you know, at, at least uh, Goodell pumped in his own little personal booze. That's true. Yeah, 
And that's another thing. I was wondering if they could do something like, uh, you know, just a big Zoom call with several hundred people or whatever the whatever the technology would be, or you could have several hundred people sort of cheering, um, you know, through electronic means. Um, that way you're having real reactions. But I don't know. I mean, you're going to have lag with that. It's going to be, that would be tough. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I kind of wanted to discuss that. Oh, no. It's just it's that? just the it hordes like of fans cheering sound. for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we run a real high production, high quality production here. Um, all right. Let's put a pin in that conversation. <laughs> Maybe we'll come back to that whenever we have some more details. To actually talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did want to talk about one more thing before we get to the schedule. Um, Pro Football Focus put out their All Decade 101, the best NFL players from the 2010s, and there were several Panthers that made it. I mean, that you know, we would hope that there would be several Panthers that would make a list like that. Um, definitely highest on the list for the Panthers was Luke Keekley. All the way up at number 10, highest linebacker by far. Uh, the next highest linebacker was Patrick Willis, and he was in the late 20s. And then Bobby Wagner, who people always kind of compare Keekly to Wagner, he was al- almost at 40. I think he was like, th- like 39. So Luke, by far, sort of setting the standard at linebacker in the 2010s. Well, I like PFF. They always kind of get to more nitty-gritty instead of just a flash. Mm-hmm. Bobby Wagner's got more sacks it he's a flashier guy but luke did a lot of the hey i'm gonna stuff the run for a half a yard gain instead of you know and that doesn't look greatest on the stats he always had high tackles but it's so good for the team in general yeah well plus he was a great coverage linebacker yeah um pff says for his career keekley allowed an 86 passer rating against him which is pretty great for a linebacker um, 20 points lower than the average pass that targets a linebacker. That's significant. That's awesome. Um, he also had a run of five seasons with an overall PFF grade above 90, which if you're above 90, that's elite. Um, and his 2015 season was the highest single season PFF grade that a linebacker got over the decade. So that was sort of his top season there. But um, there were some other Panthers in here. Uh, Ryan Khalil was in there. Jordan Gross was in there. Um, Greg Olson was in there. Steve Smith. Steve Smith ended up at 90. You sort of think about him in the maybe early 2000s, but he had some pretty good seasons uh, in the 2010s as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, that's impressive because he he wasn't the top of his game, you know, and he had the – towards the end of his game in the 2010s. Yeah, he ended up at 90, which is the lowest, you know, Panther on the list. And again, he did have three seasons there with Baltimore. I was looking at one of his seasons, though. I think it was his last season. And he would have had well over 1,000 yards that season had he not gotten hurt. I think he had like 620-something yards through seven games, and he got hurt. I mean, have you seen him on the NFL Network? I literally oh, yeah. think he could it's go like out there play. and play. And he's four. He just turned forty, right? I think. Uh, I think, I think I he could go in there, the other play day. slot, and get four to four hundred to six hundred yards a season. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, 
he's got the competitive fire like nobody's business. I did I did want to mention that uh, probably a notable exception here, Cam Newton not on this list at all, uh, which is surprising to me. I, I don't find that very surprising. PFF doesn't really tie, lend itself to running quarterbacks. Uh, I just don't think they grade them out that well. It's just, and Cam also struggled <clears throat> on third down passer efficiency. It seemed like, and I, I don't have it in front of me, but from my naked eye, it seemed like a lot of times we get stuck in a third and long, and it was always a streak by Brandon LaFell that he just yeah. had to lob it up, and that really negates a lot of PFF's grades. Third down efficiency is huge. Cam was definitely a better fantasy quarterback than mm-hmm. traditional, you know, metrics quarterback. So, I mean, of the quarterbacks here, obviously Tom Brady was the number one overall player. But then you had Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson now. Russell Wilson's in there, and he's considered sort of a running quarterback. He's at 33. He's pretty high up there. He's and also he is not, really he is good not at third had, down efficiency. That's true. Never had a single NFL vote for him, though, uh, or for MVP. Mm. Uh, Cam, Cam won an MVP. So, I don't know. Um, ben Roethlisberger and Phillip Rivers. Those are the only quarterbacks that are on the list. Um, I don't know. I feel like if Russell Wilson's at 33, like Cam should at least be somewhere in the 70s. I mean... He put up a lot of numbers and had a lot of winning seasons. I mean, he has a winning record overall. He uh, put gonna, up a lot of stats. It, but that's the thing. It's not the stats that matter to PFF. You've got to understand what PFF looks at. They look at completion percentages, third down efficiency. I mean, we heard the knock on Cam all the time is his completion percentage is so low. It's barely above, you know, 59. It's at 50% or a little above 50%. I personally think part of that's the offensive game, scheme that we ran and everything, and it just hurts him in these type of rankings. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess I would need to, to know more what their formula is, you know, in order to be... Yeah. I mean, I love PFF. Know. I think it's great. Yeah. But at the same time, there are certain things that they don't quantify. That's true. Uh, they do specifically mention Russell Wilson's running in their little write-up here, but, you know, I don't know. I, I, the disrespect. I just, I'm just i saying it. Disrespect to Cam. Disrespect. All right. Well, talking about uh, Cam, we will not be seeing Cam in the Panthers' 16-game regular season schedule this year, and I do not expect there to be any more than 16 games this year for the Panthers. Um <laughs> We may see even, him at some even point. if sixteen. Let's be honest. Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, um, but we're gonna we're gonna go through the schedule. We're gonna go you know game by game and kind of talk about maybe one thing that we're you know interested to see or looking forward to. Maybe not looking forward to uh, each week. We uh, just real quick overall schedule thoughts. Um, one primetime game. It's a Thursday night game. I'm not in shocked. week eight. Uh, a very late buy for the Panthers this year, week 13. See, Super why can't late. we have that buy when we are expected to do good? Because I love right. the late buys. We always, have the week, we always have the week four buy when we're week- expected to do well. <laughs> it's like, 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 what's oh, the yeah, earliest like, buy? 
Meanwhile, yeah. in week 14, when half our O-line is injured. Yeah. yeah. I think we have the same. I think us and the Bucks have a bye on week 13. That's it. And we're the last two teams to take a bye. Um, there's a weird scheduling quirk in December um, for the week 15 game. It could either be Saturday or Sunday. So potentially, I guess that could be a primetime game. We'll see. It's not scheduled yet. Uh, but it's against the Packers, so you know we'll see. But um, De- I think we're. I, I think I, our. I, I haven't really paid much attention to the schedules. Um, yeah. Did they do that with a lot of teams? Because I heard if college yeah. football isn't playing, that they're going to start playing on Saturdays. So I don't think they built that into that thinking into the schedule. Okay. Um, because they're still scheduling everybody on Sundays. Um, but for some reason, that particular weekend, I think a lot of teams have TBD um, schedules. So we'll see. I think the Panthers end up with like the 18th toughest schedule or maybe the 18th easiest schedule. Somewhere, we're somewhere right around the middle in terms of uh, strength of schedule. So not really that last place, you know, top 10 easy schedule that I think we might have been hoping for. Um, but, you know, maybe that's not such a bad thing. Depends on what you want from this season for the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, or, or specifically what you want from the uh, draft, draft next season. So let's kick it off. Uh, week one, we are hosting the Raiders at 1 o'clock. Uh, obviously, I think, for me, this is going to be, you know, for all of us, this is going to be the first time that we see the Panthers starters out there for the whole game. Um, and I'm just looking forward to seeing what the offense looks like, personally. I want yeah. to see what Teddy Bridgewater looks like. I want to see uh, what you know Robbie Anderson looks like in the offense, and just kind of see what if is it a high-powered offense that we've been promised from Joe Brady, or is it just going to be more of the same? Yeah, I, I I'm very interested as well. Uh, I the Raiders, I think they're going to be good. Um, the only negative I would say is I'm curious if Derek Carr is going to return to form where he had that not MVP season, but he was in the discussion there for a little bit. Now you're so you're talking about Derek Carr. I'm wondering if Marcus Mariota might be the starter for this game. Hmm. I mean, See, you know I, John John Gruden. He loves a quarterback controversy. Uh, uh, he can't. He I, can't I think do Derek anything Carr without a quarterback. Be. We'll see. We'll see. I actually think this is a game that the Panthers could win. Um, See, I agree. You know, I with, think they could win, but yeah. I also think the Raiders are a better team than a lot of people are expecting. If the we'll quarterback see. situation gets figured out. Right. And that's obviously the main the main <laughs> thing. I mean, Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback. So oh. uh, he gets a lot of flack there for some reason. But um, all-time record, 3-3 three and three against the, the Raiders. So we'll see what's going on there. Uh, next week, week two, we're our first road game is going to be at the Buccaneers. We probably both have the same uh, interest in this game. Yeah, I will... <sighs> I mean, that's a good chance for the Panthers. I mean, hypothetically, at this early, early, early stage, it's a good ch- early week to try to bite the Tom Brady-led mm-hmm. Buccaneers because you don't know if they're going to all be on the same page yet. It may take a few games for them to all get on the same page. Granted, yeah. we have a same issue here, so... Right, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm extremely looking forward to seeing what Tom Brady looks like you know, in a completely new offense. Uh, he's going to have Rob Gronkowski with him. Um, so he's got his safety blanket. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin are going to be 
I mean, there, you know, this potentially could be a very exciting year for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, and a lot of wins. So Panthers lead this 24-15 all time uh, against the Bucks. So we've we've handled them pretty well. Um, I expect this to probably be a loss. We're not going to go through and and no, that's figure that's going to be right before be. the season when but, we at least have yeah. a better feel of the team. Right, but uh, I, I, real quick, I will say that since the schedule came out, I've seen a lot of uh, you know I've seen some power rankings come out. I've seen some predictions from the schedule makers. Uh, from like ESPN, Bleacher Report, all these people, and nobody expects the Panthers to do very well this year. I think six and ten is about the best I've I seen. I saw an eight and eight. I was like, really? what? <laughs> wow. That person needs to be fired. All right. <laughs> Week three, we are at the Chargers. Um, I struggled to find something that I was excited about in this game. Hey, what did hey, you come hey. up with? It might be a home game. Uh, well... <laughs> Might be uh, these all like might a be home game because it's these all game. might be home games, or you know it might not matter. True, you know. So uh, this uh, this game will be kind of interesting. We get to see Justin Herbert most likely, unless Tyrod's starting at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, uh, I put uniforms down as something that I was excited to see because <laughs> you know the Chargers have new uniforms. <laughs> yes, if the Panthers ha- are redesigning their uniforms, because I could see Pepper <laughs> wanting to mm-hmm. do that since he took over. Yeah. Take note from the Chargers. They knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Great uniforms. Um, in all seriousness, this is the Panthers' first uh, West Coast trip under the new regime. So it'll be interesting to see if they leave early, if they leave late, kind of what their process is for West Coast trips. And obviously it may and probably will um, you know, change over the years with rule. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of starts. And then Justin Herbert, obviously, is, you know, if he, if he is starting by then, that'll be fun to see. Uh, week four, we are going uh, to let's see. Oh. We'll have the Cardinals here. Uh, yeah, we get to see Kyler Murray again, see if he's, yeah. he, you know, improved over last year when we beat them. Um, I think he will. I think Cliff Kingsbury kind of got on a roll towards the end of the season, kind of got you know, a better feel for it. I mean, yeah. adding DeAndre Hopkins, that's spreading yeah. it, that team out. It'll that's be, what I've got down. At worst, it'll be fun to watch. That's what I, yeah. I, I've got DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray combination. That's what I wrote down as, you know, what I'm interested to see in that game. Uh, it's going to be a test for the Panthers defense. You know, uh, Tampa Bay will be a test as well, but I think that, you know, that's the second game of the season. This is a month into the season. Uh, you know, all of our starters will be conditioned and we'll probably be ready to go. I think this is kind of to be the first real test for our corners, especially uh, with Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins out there to see what they can do. Um, and again, this is a team that the Panthers have historically handled. I mean, we haven't lost to these guys in five years. I mean, we're 10 and four all time against them. So, um, I'm excited for that game. Week five, our first, or I guess our second divisional matchup will be in Atlanta against the Falcons. This is a one o'clock game. Um, you know what? What are you? What are you looking forward to here? The end of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, week. I, you know, this is going to be a tough game. I guess the only thing I'm looking forward to here really is Todd Gurley, seeing what he looks like in a Falcons uniform. Is he the Todd Gurley of old? Um. You know, this I think this will be the first game in a dome for the Panthers. So seeing how, uh, 
you know, the offense changes maybe on indoor versus outdoor. It's hard to find something to be super excited about with all these games. I expect this is going to be a tough game for the Panthers. Yeah. I, Atlanta's still a very solid roster top to bottom. I hope they lose. I hope they go like seven and nine, eight and eight, yeah. miss the playoffs. But I mean, they're the Falcons, and they'll they'll be decent. And unfortunately, I don't think our roster is going to be great this year. So this might be yeah. a uh, just remember twenty eight three comeback game. <laughs> right, twenty eight three. Never forget. <laughs> uh, week six, we will be hosting the Chicago Bears. Personally, I always like when the Bears come here because I have family that are huge Bears fans, so I always look forward to that weekend. Um, we all kind of get together and <clears throat> and root for our respective teams. Uh, I guess Nick Foles being a potential starter for this team, seeing how he looks. I mean, yeah, what were they thinking? Can I ask yeah. that? Like, Nick Foles has had plenty of chances to start, and he's just never really performed. So, which what's going to push Mitch Trubisky? Oh, let's bring in Nick Foles. <laughs> Go get yourself a starter because I'm actually interested in seeing what our offense can do against that defense. That defense is still going to be really good. Yeah. So I'm going to be curious if they get, you know, if they're able to at least put points on the board against such a great defense. And That's true. This will, this will be a really good test for the offensive mm-hmm. line. Really good test for the offensive line. Um yeah, they they added Jimmy Graham in the offseason as well. The Bears. I don't know if that's exciting anymore. I mean, is that but... is it like eight years ago? Because that would have been <laughs> exciting. But since he left New Orleans, nothing. Yeah, that's true. Um, week seven revenge game in New Orleans, one o'clock. Teddy Bridgewater coming back home, sort of home. Uh, Joe Brady coming back to face the mentor. A lot of storylines in this game. Panthers will probably get destroyed. But, uh, you know, I mean, hey, this could be a Jameis Winston game. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) If Drew Brees is healthy, if Drew Brees has to tape his arm on, I think Taysom Hill gets a start above Winston. I feel like it's going to be the same as last year for them. I feel like they're going to have Brees as the starter, Winston will be the backup, and then Taysom Hill's going to be that third quarterback that comes I mean, in and pay- does gadget plays. They're paying Taysom Hill so much money, though. I can't imagine them. I, unless, like, Taysom Hill has incriminating photos on their GM. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, but why would they bring in... I mean, I know they got Jameis Winston incredibly cheap. But if he's your third, if if Jameis Winston is your third quarterback, then you're sort of just wasting a roster spot, an active roster spot, right? If Taysom Hill is your third quarterback, then you can bring him in and, and you know do different things with him. He plays special teams. He does all kinds of stuff. Are you really willing, I guess, to give up that production? You, okay, this is my opinion. I think they are floating the notion that Taysom Hill is the guy after this year. Because they, I heard they've Drew been talking about bro- that. So they're saying, hey, but I also think in the back of their heads is uh, he may not have it. If he doesn't have it, we need a safety valve that we trust, you know, that's played in this league, started in this league. Granted, I mean, you know, 30-30, but. I think Winston went there hoping to get the Teddy Bridgewater experience Mm -hmm. where he gets to play you know, in four or five games during the year and 
does really well in that offense and gets a big contract afterwards. I mean, I, I, obviously, I think that's what he's wanting. Well, he um, got LASIK eye surgery because supposedly he couldn't see. So that also helps. Well, that also could help. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else for you that you're excited to see in that game? No. I mean, again, no. it, it's another division game that I don't want to see them win, but most likely they're going to stomp us. <clears throat> Well, week eight uh, is a home game, and it's our only primetime game, Thursday Night Football, against the Falcons. Um, I mean, I think this is a pretty obvious, easy one. We're excited to see what the Panthers look like in primetime. Yeah. And our only opportunity to see them in primetime. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's against the Falcons. Um, so, not even, barely a month after we played them the first time. So, it could be a revenge game for the Panthers. Looking forward to you know, trying to get back that first loss or... Uh, we'll see, but um, interestingly, these two teams have never met on Thursday Night Football. Hmm. So it'll, be it'll also be Thursday very interesting game. how Matt Rule handles a Thursday night, as a lot yeah. of coaches hate Thursday night. At least it's a, you know, well, it's a home game on Thursday night. We're coming mm. from New Orleans on Sunday, so it's not a long trip across country. I mean, you got to yeah. look at the positives there because you know. It, three-hour, two-hour flight from New Orleans compared to a five-, six-hour flight. And, you know, it's also nice because we get sort of a mini-buy before the Week 9 matchup against the Super Bowl champs, the Chiefs, in Kansas City. I am looking forward to seeing if if we change our game plan a little bit to try to really keep up with them on offense. Again, offense is going to be this team's strength this season. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it, on paper, that's what it looks like. So we're going to have to score and score a lot on this game. I mean, it's Mahomes and the Chiefs. The Panthers have not played Kansas City since 2012. So this is uh, the fir- obviously the first time that the Panthers will play against Mahomes. Probably a lot, the first time that a lot of Panthers fans have watched a full Patrick Mahomes game, you know, maybe other than the Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's it's always good to measure yourself against the best, and we'll see where we are, you know, at this game. We have a little bit of time, like I said, a little mini-buy after the uh, Thursday night game to prepare for them. So we'll probably be at about, you know, the best possible scenario for the Panthers uh, to play them in the middle of the season. Week 10. Home game against the Buccaneers. First time Tom Brady will be in Bank of America Stadium. Any as, other as a Buccaneer. <laughs> as the Buccaneer, right. <laughs> I was confused when you said that. I was like, no, My bad. no. No, he's yep. played there before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've already talked about the Bucs, so who knows. Uh, week 11, another home game. Back-to-back home games for us. Uh, we'll be playing the Detroit Lions. Is anybody you know, ever excited for, for the Detroit Lions? Because this game might I, help solidify like one of the top five picks of the draft. I was going to say, <laughs> this could be a, a determining factor in you know one of the top two or three picks. Um, I guess I'm excited about this because you know this could be a win for the Panthers. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of the wins in the schedule up to this point. <laughs> So uh watch watch somehow this team like is magic and goes eight and eight, nine and seven, and we're like I know. At the end that's of the, the year, going, is like, like what just happened? The, yeah. And that's the sad thing, is like best case scenario for this team is probably eight and eight. Yeah. And we miss the playoffs and just have a middling draft pick. Uh, honestly, if 
if our defense looks halfway decent and Matt Rule coaches his team to an eight and eight record and the offense looks good, I am I'm actually ecstatic. You'll see yeah. me dancing in the street because we'd be freeing up some cap room. We're gonna get in our draft pick. You know, this again, this is a rebuilding that's gonna take a couple years. Or at least in my eyes, it's gonna take a couple years. I think, yeah, I think uh, hopefully if you're a realistic Panthers fan, you understand that this year is probably not going to go very well. No. So, um, revenge game number two in week 12, Teddy Bridgewater back in Minnesota, the old stomping grounds facing the Vikings. Um, I guess that's probably what I'm looking forward to. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I kind of want to see. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater has a little any ill will towards the Saints. I think he may have some towards Minnesota. Because after that injury, they really just kind of wrote him off. I mean, yeah. honestly, rightfully so. Most most doctors said he probably wouldn't be able to return to football. But right. even when he got healthy, they didn't even give him a chance to try to play again. They were just like, nope, and cut him. Because he was still under contract. I forget who they had starting at that time. Was it it Bradford? (laughs) No, I think it was like uh, Bradford. Yeah, you may be right. Is that when they they gave all those picks away to get Bradford after Teddy got hurt? Yeah. Um, Kind of a bummer for him if there are no stands in the fans in the stands (laughs) because. uh, you know, I'm sure he would like. I'm sure he would probably get an, a nice ovation from the fans there. Just you know, given the fact that he didn't leave on bad terms with them, you know, he, he no, sort no. of just you know he got hurt and he's overcome a lot of obstacles to get back. I mean, I'm looking forward to that game. Also, uh, that's you know, sort of a new running mate for Adam Thielen there with Justin Jefferson getting drafted. Um, you know, Stefan Diggs being traded. So it'll be, you know, the Vikings offense could look a little different. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, week 13, bye. Anything you're looking forward to on the bye? Probably watching football without tears in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, we'll actually get to watch some other teams. You know. <laughs> I guess the good thing about not having a lot of primetime games is, you know, after 1 o'clock, we can watch pretty much whatever we want. If you're sober so, enough to remember all. Yeah, true. True. Uh, week 14. We're almost through with this, guys. Week 14. Broncos at home. I'm kind of curious. I, Of course, every game it seems like we're talking quarterbacks, but mm-hmm. I want to see if Drew Locke is for real or if they bit on something that's not real. That, that team has some good offensive weapons, and yeah. I'll be interested. I, I don't know if they're going to be a good team or not. Well, they've surrounded him with some weapons, like you said. I mean, they've got Jerry Judy. You know, he was. Uh, I'm excited to see him and see what kind of season he has. He was a lot of people's pick to be the number one wide receiver off the board. Um, they also got Melvin Gordon in there mm-hmm. from uh, Los Angeles. So we'll see if Melvin Gordon has anything left in the tank. Uh, week 15. This is that TBD game that I was talking about. Could be on a Saturday. Could be on a Sunday. At the Packers, the frozen tundra. Uh, Mid-December, I'm excited to see what the weather is like. Not me. I'm excited to see if the (laughs) Green Bay Packers have imploded yet. If Jordan Love 
that whole fiasco with Aaron Rodgers, if it's imploded to see if Aaron Rodgers is done and he wants out, because I think he he already wants out, and I think I forgot about that. It's gonna come. This could be Jordan. This could be a Jordan Love game. Yeah, that'd be be interesting. Um, So if it's on Saturday, it'll either be at one o'clock, four thirty, or eight fifteen. Usually, there's uh, as apparently last year at this time the NFL. Did a triple hitter, so one game at each of those times, sort of like the Thanksgiving Day. Um, so I expect if the Panthers play, uh, I would actually think it'd probably be one of the, you know one of the later games since it's against the Packers, um, which always gets a good TV rating. So we'll see. Um, next game. Now this is probably one of the games I'm looking forward to most of this season. We will be in Washington against the old ball coach Ron Rivera. Yeah, I exactly. I'm kind of curious on what Washington's team is going to look like this year. I'm not. I'm not 100% sold that they're going to be good, and I'm not 100% sold that they're going to be bad. Does Dwayne Haskin be the a solid starter, or is he a mistake from the last regime, and they're going to have to go find another guy? My prediction here is that we will be facing Cam Newton and the Washington Redskins in this game. Not Kyle Allen. No, I think it's going to be Cam. I think uh, Haskins is going to suck or get hurt early in the season. Mm-hmm. Rivera's going to have zero patience for him because he was not his quarterback. They may try Kyle Allen, uh, but I think, they'll, I think they're going to end up signing Cam. I think once Cam can sort of go through the process of physicals with the teams, which is probably coming fairly soon, they're going to kind of start opening some of that stuff up again. Um, once Cam can be seen by several teams and – can prove now this is of course assuming that he is healthy uh but he can prove i mean what other place washington is one of the better places for him to go he's familiar with the scheme with uh rivera and uh schottenheimer yeah no is that it who's the uh, turner scott turner god scott turner yeah um familiar with the system you know obviously there's He's better than Dwayne Haskins. Yes. Healthy Cam is way better than Dwayne Haskins, way better than Kyle Allen. So the only, I guess, thing that could mess that up would be if Rivera just doesn't want Cam on his team. I mean, he may he may be worried about his injuries too and may not want to bring him back. And if they're top five pick, they're, they may be like, yeah. I mean, because Rivera has a couple years in him. He's not going to be a one and done in Washington. Oh yeah, so absolutely. Well, I, I guess I'm thinking that it's going to. This is going to happen earlier in the season. Oh. Like he's their Cam's going to come in, you know, prior to week eight, maybe even prior to week five. Like I think he's going to come in fairly early. All right, I, I, I'm. It'll be interesting because I don't think that'll happen. I don't think. Let's talk about let, let's talk about that in a second. Um, let's just finish it up real quick. Uh, finish up the season at the Saints. This is the third year in a row that will finish with the saints and actually, actually the game's here um, at one o'clock last year against the saints. Um, we got creamed in the final matchup the week before the, or the year before that. If you remember, we won mm-hmm. somewhat controversially, which cost us like eight draft pick uh, spots, mm-hmm. seven or eight draft pick spots. And that was one of Ron's. From the top 10 to like move is yeah. the way he played that game. Because Sean yeah. Payton did not play that game 
supposedly the analyst yeah. after the game said that the Saints literally played like a high school football team. Like their playbook was like ten plays. Yeah, and and Teddy Bridgewater started that game and did not look good. Uh, but again, I think we've we we've learned since then that there was no offense really for him to run. It was um, it was a Sean Payton outmaneuvering Ron Rivera. Right. So, what I'm looking forward to most is the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, because I have a feeling that the Panthers season is going to be a rough one. And that way we can um, start looking at drafts. <laughs> mocks. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. A lot of our podcasts at that point are going to be like, all right, race to race to number one pick. Hey, Trevor Lawrence, um, Justin Fields. <laughs> yeah. Tank for Trevor. Um, all time record against the Saints, by the way. I didn't mention this earlier. Twenty five and twenty five. So we're. You know, we it's always a good game against the Saints, uh, or at least it's you know we always have a chance. Um, I, I did want to talk about Cam again real quick. I mean, he is sent he, you know over the last few weeks he's sort of put out there that he wouldn't mind being a backup, uh, and then other you know obviously the talking heads on ESPN he should never take a backup job. You know, some of them will say that, some of them will say he should only take a backup job because who knows if he's healthy. I mean, if you had to put money on it right now, where does Cam end up? I, I, it's a honestly, tough question, right? It's a very tough question. I think it's unknown because I think what's going to happen is an injury is going to happen in preseason or something, and they're going to bring Cam in. If if none of that happens, I'm going to say Patriots just because I don't think Stidham's going to actually be the guy. Yeah. I don't know. Cause, by the way, Andy Dalton got signed by the Cowboys. Kind of interesting, because I was thinking I was thinking like Andy Dalton might go to the Patriots. Didn't um, he get a decent amount too? He got an okay deal. He got an okay deal there. Um, but I think a lot of people were thinking he might go to the Patriots. So a lot they seem of to be set on Stidham. Kind of weirdly, like I think maybe Belichick just wants to prove that he can win with anybody. I mean, and is Cam is Cam a Patriots guy? Does Cam fit with the Patriots culture? But see, there's been a lot of guys that you ask that I question know. and then they go. But none of them were quarterbacks. Well, I mean, you know. they've only had one quarterback. That's what I'm saying, though. But quarterback's a different animal. Like, and, and you know, Tom was. And a lot, a lot know. of coaches like Cam for yeah. his locker room presence. It he is a little bit more outspoken and a little bit more flamboyant, but. Former teammates love Cam. You yeah. know, uh, former coaches love Cam. Yeah. It's you've never really heard somebody besides Kelvin Benjamin really not Cam. Benjamin bringing himself back into this podcast. <laughs> Benjamin can't get rid of him. Um, yeah, well, I, I I think he goes to Washington. I think that's where he ends up. But I could see him. I mean, I could see him in Detroit. I could see if Stafford gets hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, who do they have? They don't have anybody. I could see him going to Detroit. Um, I can see him going to Denver if uh, if Locke doesn't work out. I'm just throwing this. What if Kyler Murray gets injured? Yeah. I he mean, could step in and, and at least have the same type of skill set there. Mm-hmm. And then, True. then not only that, they already. I mean, if Cam goes there, Kyler Murray's the guy, anyways. Like, so he could show off for a year and maybe get a contract somebody else somewhere else. 
Do the Bucks bring him in to back up Tom Brady? No. I I don't see that happening. I don't see Cam as a Bruce Arians style quarterback. Yeah. He's more, he's more accurate than Jameis and doesn't make as bad mistakes as Jameis. Mm-hmm. And he's more athletic than Jameis if he's healthy. He's just a better player and yeah. teammate than Jameis. Let's just... Yeah. Well, there are, I will say there are a lot of you know teams out there that have really good established starters that don't have much backing them up. You know, Minnesota I'm thinking about. Um so yeah, you're right. It probably will be. It probably will be after someone gets hurt in, in preseason or something. Maybe a starter. I mean, maybe a starter gets the coronavirus. Like honestly, and they have to sit out for a month. Maybe that's where Cam comes in. I mean, you're talking about a, lot a, of a starting here. quarterback getting coronavirus. I, first of all, that hasn't really been discussed, but that's a very valid point. I mean, I would consider that an injury. But not only that, supposedly your lung capacity. Yeah. Is depreciates a lot from after that so you're saying a month it could be a lot longer if they can't it could be i mean you know you're talking about professional athletes whose bodies are in you know pretty peak condition they may not have the same sort of again nobody knows how this thing affects everybody you know some folks show zero symptoms at all some have some die and some have you know this lasting lung issue that you're talking about so who knows? Who knows? This coronavirus is really going to affect... I mean, we don't even know if these games that we've just talked about are even going to happen. Yeah, you're absolutely well, let's right. Let's be honest. And <laughs> from what it looks like, I don't think college football is going to start this year. Yeah, the SEC, the commissioner of the SEC has said that he thinks that they can play if, even if colleges are only doing online classes. Hmm. Um. It's just such a big business. You got to figure they're going to try to figure out any way that they can get it on the field, you know. But college football is such different from the NFL too, because the majority of their money comes from people in the stands and concessions and people actually going to the games. Whereas the NFL, the majority of the money comes from the TV revenue, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, for every Alabama that's going to be on national TV every Sunday or every Saturday. Um, you've got Appalachian State, who re, you know relies on people coming to the games. You know, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. I mean, everything's such up in the air. Well, California. It's really going to take. Oh yeah, you said that the NCAA yeah. said that even if campuses are closed, they'll. What no? So the SEC commissioner said that. Oh. The so- NCAA commissioner has said that he didn't see how you could have college football. If campuses are closed. Well, the campuses are closed in California. It's already a done deal. Well, it's not a done deal. It's likely, is what the governor of California said. So He said he, he, doesn't, he doesn't see how, the, how it could happen. <laughs> here's, here's what I think could happen in, in NCAA. I could see mm-hmm. like the SEC doing their own schedule yeah. outside of the NCAA and crowning an SEC champ. Same with the ACC or so. Just depending on where they're at. The Pac-12 can't do that because, like I said, I have a feeling that... California, West Coast. Yeah. And now this is interesting because, you know, and this is not a college football podcast, but 
Um, you know, for several years, there's been sort of rumblings about the Power Five conferences breaking away from the NCAA and doing their own thing. And I think they should. This could be an interesting test case for that, yeah. right? If you had the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big Twelve, whatever, and they just decide that they're they're going to have a season, um, maybe a eight game season or something, mm-hmm. and they just all play each other, you know, for the first four games, and then maybe the last six games or something, they they play interconference games, and then they have a playoff, yeah. you know, between the champion of each of the leagues. It could be really interesting to see. And if they make enough money and there's enough, you know, goodwill from that, the NCAA might, you know, in terms of college football, may not exist. Would that be such a bad thing? I like the NCAA in college basketball. I think it makes, it doesn't, for college football, they make a lot of mistakes. But the NCAA tournament in college basketball, I mean, how could you get rid of that? That's, you know, a national holiday. (laughs) For the whole month, like, I, it's it, awesome. It's very interesting. This is, uh, it's sad because of you know no one wants to see what's going on, but yeah. Well, uh, I think that's going to do it for us today. Yeah, we will be back at some point again. This is the off season. If something big happens, right. we'll jump in and do an emergency podcast. But for the most part, we're just making some filler here. Uh, <laughs> Not that you shouldn't listen, no, because no. this was a fun podcast to listen to. And, and as always, please follow us, like us, tell a, tell your friends about us. You can follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast or email any questions, comments at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we will be back, like Jerry said, probably fairly soon. We've got something, uh, you know, an idea cooking, so... We'll come back for that. Um, But until then, everyone, stay safe and keep pounding.